your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Joining us now is Fine Gael Councillor Olivia O'Sullivan, live in the studio, and you're welcome, Olivia. Thank you, Joe. Good morning to you. Um, first of all, the overall revenue, even though you have held uh, the position as it has been, will it go down slightly because of what's been done at national level? This year, yes, it will go down. It'll go down for our local authority by 1.7 million Um but, uh, and, and we knew that, I suppose, voting it in. Look, it's very difficult for me to hear the, the Sinn Féin councillor speaking there um, because to me, I, I, I guess this is the, my, my first term in, the, in council, So, the, but this is our third year facing into a budget and every year we hear the exact same thing from Sinn Féin and they walk into the council chamber with a pre-prepared press release. It's a complete publicity stunt in my eyes because the statement that was, uh, the, the comment that was made there about Sinn Féin rejecting the property tax, they might reject it every year with their press release. But when we're sitting down to discuss how to spend that money, they're absolutely not. There's no word whatsoever. And we sit down together deciding how to spend money with our GMA projects. Councillor Benson and I are both in City North together. There's projects I've signed off and um, I've been so glad to get behind funding for things like footpaths in Balananti and the playground in Cardavan that we're at a point of trying to find a location for. That's all paid for by the local property tax. So it's really difficult for me to listen to that. But would they not argue that it's their democratic mandate to make their decision and to vote against it? And once the vote is over, they do need to move on and face the reality that it has been voted through by a majority of the council. (laughs) And... And uh, and are happy to stand and take photographs and for their social media and all that about the projects that are paid for it and and take you know due credit when they actually don't vote in the money for us to pay for the projects. I mean, can you see how difficult that is for the rest of the councillors? There's 40 of us in that chamber, right? 37 voted in favour. And we would not do that lightly at the moment. There's no way we'd take that decision lightly, but everybody sees this money delivering for Limerick and the increase is small. For 50% of the people paying it, it's 26 cent a week. I mean, we're talking about such small... It was called a pittance there in the front of the Today's Limerick Post. Can you explain, for example, the logic around this? There are councils because you have local discretion. You can go 15% above the baseline set nationally, which is what the Council of Limerick have decided to do over the last number of years and will for the next two years. Or there are some councils who leave it where it is at the baseline and there are some who go 15% below the baseline in their local authority areas. Why has Limerick made the specific decision it continues to make? Well, the 37 councillors out of the 40 from all parties and none and we don't agree on a lot of things but we agree, 37 of us agree on this one. This money delivers for Limerick and delivers for people. It delivers for communities. The community grants, the G, the GMA grants, they're called, that all the community groups apply for and, and work with their councillors to get. That all comes from this. The amenities we get, the Greenway, um, the athletics uh, out in the athletics hub out in Newcastle West, um, on a more local level, and actually something that's very visible. The, the local property tax has funded, has resourced the dereliction and vacancy department in Limerick City and County Council. And we see all those CPOs, compulsory purchase orders being issued in properties that are lying idle and are an eyesore in communities throughout the city and county. It's a really positive thing. So councillors see the work that's being done from this money. Now, I've been critical because the council actually on our, um, uh, not our, but within the council executive, haven't been... Um, 
I suppose haven't been good enough at communicating that message. And I said it again at the meeting on Monday and I want signage and we we need people to see where that money is going. It's paying for machinery, street cleaning machinery. We need people to see stickers in the back of those machines that says paid for by your property tax because we want people to know. There's no point councillors getting all these presentations about where the money is being spent. We want people to know where it's being spent Mm -hmm. because we see it's going to... It's it's so such good value for money. Right, we're chatting to Finnegan Councillor Olivia Sullivan live in the studio. You heard uh, before that uh, from Sharon Benson of uh, Sinn Fein, and Sinn Fein argued that there are other ways that the same revenue, the fifteen percent differential, could be made up, and that the, rather than imposing this in their view on homeowners, they do. And look, they have the same argument, I guess, with a lot of what came out on Tuesday's budget and. That's their position and it's 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 great because they have a theoretical position. The time might come when they actually have to to, to find a way to do that. Um, for now, they're able to take a, a theoretical position and I suppose that's an advantage for them when it comes to um, publicity. Mm. Um, just looking at what it all means, um, the, I mentioned that the revenues collected by the council will fall by about 260,000 in 2023 compared to 2022 and this is to due with the overall re-evaluation of uh, homes and consolidation of bans by the revenue, which people will remember from late last year when they were asked to return those. And what's interesting is that because of this, the, the houses in Limerick, almost all Limerick homes, are now lying in the first three bans. That's um, true. Uh, I think band one is 49.3%, band two, 259 and band three, 15.7%. Now that, from what I understand, makes us relatively unusual compared to other urban areas around the country where a lot more of the homes are in higher bands than the first three. Exactly. It's one of the benefits, I suppose, of the fact that our house prices didn't go as crazy as other parts of the country during the boom. They obviously went up in in, uh, relative terms, but because they maintained some level in comparison to other urban centres around this uh, or other cities. But does that mean that in absolute terms less revenue comes into the council? It does, yes, and they'll be taking in there will be less revenue coming in this year than the previous year. Um that's just a fact, but it, people I, I, are paying I, I less. just want to understand I mean is it part of the argument of the 37 councillors who voted for it that that's where the local discretion needs to come into the equation rather than let's say wealthier parts of Cork or Dublin? where local authorities, and of course Dublin, for example, it's more broken up, isn't it, different local authorities, they may be able to stay at the base level or go 15%. But, they, but they're earning more, they're bringing in more. Right. Yeah, and th- that's the thing, like in Limerick terms, we're, we're, the council is going to lose out this year. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring in less money. I mean, it's it, that was, I suppose, that pr- it probably helped the decision for us as councillors because it meant that a lot of people are going to be paying less because 50% of the homes now paying property tax are in band one. Okay, so give us some practical examples. You make the point that you have argued long and hard uh, with councillors that there should be more visibility around what this money does, you know, be post-string or dare I say the odd radio ad maybe. Um, <laughs> but, but, but give us some concrete examples for listeners of how it helps. Of how I know it you helps. have already, but give us some more. Okay, well, I guess... Um so at the start of our council term, councillors agreed um, strategic projects under our GMA funding. And I don't want to use too many terms and yeah. abbreviations because yeah. I know it doesn't, I didn't like it before I got into the council because it makes it very hard to understand and we get caught up in council speak. But the, the projects that we see on the, I know I mentioned the Greenway and that already. Um, let's say, you know, that those toll cottages over near um, King John's Castle. So they're now in under the council, under the dereliction. So that work that's taking place with them and they'll soon be going out for expressions of interest to try and, 
see what we can do with them. That's all happening and funded by the local property tax, getting a move on that. Um, the um, I'm trying to think. So within my own area, um, I mentioned the Balnanti footpaths, the Cardavon playground, that work that is ongoing at the moment. Um, we have put money towards People's Park um, playground. Uh, all the councillors in City North or northeast and, and west um, O'Brien's playground the work that's going on there that's all coming from the local property tax earned revenue so it's 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 money that's going into it's benefiting people directly and I guess as councillors this money is, is, is ring fenced um, that it doesn't go in and make up the shortfall in terms of other st- structures within the council this is, 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 is ring fence so we can see exactly where it's going and how it's delivering. Okay. Can, can I just touch on something that's become a real theme on the show over the last couple of weeks and that is incidents of antisocial behaviour. Really worrying incidents. I mean, Marquetta Dowling has talked to us, who you'd know very well from the arts community um, over the years here, of you know, being attacked, she and her husband being attacked uh, not far from the Hunt Museum stones thrown at her. She was hit by one. This is 8 o'clock last Saturday evening. Uh, I'm aware of at least one other incident we've been told about along similar lines there. And then there are other things. There's rock throwing incidents off the railway bridge. We heard of an egg throwing incident out in Newcastle West. And a lot of our, unfortunately, but this is a fact, a lot of our listeners are getting in touch and saying, look, we're very wary about going into certain parts of Limerick, doing certain things. And a lot of people concerned about the city centre especially in the context of all the good work that is happening there. I mean, what, what is your reaction to that? I know. Well, I'm horrified, like everyone else, to be honest. And um, safety, it, look, it's, it's one of the biggest issues. If you start to ask people, if we take away um, what's happening with housing and health, you know, and you bring it down to people's everyday, every, everyday lives, I suppose, like that, and just going about going for a walk safety is, is is the difference isn't it between you know the fe- feeling fear and not and um we 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 are trying to get more guards obviously in every meeting I'm on I was in a meeting recently it was 48 Fingal councillors with Helen McEntee and everyone was asking for more guards on the beat we need more guards how fast can you get them through Temple Moor and I met um chief super um, intended wrote there recently had had a similar conversation um and you know there was a time when so much of the crime happened was visible crime and we could see such a visible presence of Gardaí and now so much crime that's happening is online or scams and, and cyber crime and so so many so much resources has to obviously go into that but that's more invisible crime and so the, the guard of presence uh, certainly for me a guard there's, there's nothing that can compete with it we want to see guards on the beat in the city we want to see guards on the beat in our communities we need that safety and I think un, until we have more it's it's going no, I, look we're not alone Limerick is not alone so don't let anybody think for a second that this is a Limerick problem not at all talk to anyone else I, I talk to councillors in other cities and, and it's the same thing we we need more guards, and we we can't have them. We can't get them fast enough, to be honest. Right, and when you look at what's happening in Limerick, I, we've heard of the twenty fifth of November as a, 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 a possible uh, ending date for the O'Connell Street works. It may run into January, but one would assume that it's going to be finished relatively soon. Then we have other things happening in the city centre. We have the international rugby experience not far from being opened, and we know too that a lot of businesses were praying that this winter would be much stronger due to COVID. Hopefully being more absent than previous but ultimately you need to make people feel 
safe, don't you? Coming into the city centre, you need to you make do. Them feel and safe. look, let's and let's be very, but let's be very frank about it. At the moment, a lot of people are avoiding um, the city centre because of the roadworks. So you know, and then if you if you're leaving it to certain groups, people that are coming into the city, and there's no point pretending that's not happening. So when the roadworks cleared, that d- deadline date we have the 25th of November, um, and uh, like people in the city are passing security is people and cars and everyone else um, that, within the city. Living in the city, we're talking about Colbert and the LDA project there up in the Colbert district and I know one of the um, one of the callers or texters, whatever it was, was saying that um, the, there's enough density. There isn't. There isn't. In the city we need more people. It's a safer city if there are more people living in the city. Mm. Lighting is important. Hugely. Visibility is important. And we've done so much around the festoon lighting around the river. It looks beautiful but it also increases safety like, it, hugely. Mm. Okay, um, so you you would be hopeful then that with all of that happening on a combined basis, that people will feel more comfortable about it. In, you know, in the absolutely. I mean, I'm a big. I'm. I, I love my city so much, and I love being in the city and walking around the streets. I was in for Culture Night on Friday, but there was thousands of people moving around the city safely. One of the best nights of the year, and I'd encourage anyone that has never taken part in Culture Night and got out to experience it. It needs to be on your radar for next year. It was such a fantastic night, but again. There's thousands of people in the city that night. It's so safe. It's so safe. And that's the difference. So we need students in the city. UL obviously have their part to play as well as the other um, universities um, and colleges. We need students in the city. We need residents, people living and working in the city. And we will have a safer city as well as obviously the, the Garda resources of which we can't have enough. Okay, well, listen, thank you very much for joining us this morning. And that is Councillor Olivia O'Sullivan of Fine Gael. Good to see you. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.